Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. Before we get into this episode, I want to take a moment to say something about the tragedy at the elementary school in Texas that occurred about a week ago. Every tragedy, every time you hear of someone experiencing a loss, every time you hear of someone going through trauma and suffering, it transports you right back to your own trauma or loss. What I have found for myself and the clients that I work with is that you feel things in a different way than you did before your trauma or loss. If you have a child in spirit, this was particularly true this week. And here's the thing. Only you know what is best for you during these times. For me, I had to step away from social media for the week. It's what I required to care for myself the media, which I avoid anyway, and social media sensationalize everything to a point that I just cannot, I can't be in that energy. As an empath, it is just too much for me. The collective grief is palpable. You can feel it. And so I honored what I knew I had to do for myself. Now with this tragedy occurring during eclipse season, it brought an even deeper level of grief and trauma to the collective, to all of us. And so even though I've stayed off of social media and I haven't watched TV, it caught up with me on Saturday. I I knew it had been building up and it finally released. I had to go to Atlanta on Saturday morning for something and driving home, the tears just flowed and I didn't stop them. I let them flow. You know, I was kind of in um, stop and go traffic on the freeway on Saturday around noon, but that's a different story. Um, So it was not an issue that I was crying, but I just let the tears come. I let myself feel the feelings. I didn't shove them aside. I had known that they would come and they would flow when I was ready. And in allowing that, I released so much pressure that had been building up inside of me. Now, I also know that for other people, social media is a source of comfort when something tragic happens. They need the connection with others. They need to express themselves in that public way. That's okay, too. My point in sharing this is that I want you to take extra special care of yourself when tragedies do occur, whether it's something that is broadcast nationwide or across the globe like this was, or something in your own personal circle but do not feel guilty for whatever your response is. Do not hold it in when it's ready to be released and when it's ready to release. Obviously, take care of yourself and don't put yourself or anyone else at risk when you do release, but just allow the release. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. 
blending the practical with the spiritual. Each week, my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. So this episode comes out on the last day of May of 2022, May 31st, which means that the day prior, we had the new moon in Gemini. It happened at around 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, so that's about 4.30 a.m. Pacific time on May 30th. And with that new moon, we have officially moved out of the recent eclipse season. So just take a breath and breathe that in for a moment. The past few weeks have been very heavy and very dense energetically. We've been in like what I call a cosmic soup. But as we move out of the energies of eclipse season, things are going to begin to lighten up a bit. And as I say that, I do want to remind you, though, Mercury is still in retrograde until June 3rd, which I believe is this coming Friday. So another two or three days after this episode airs, but we're moving through to the other side of the energies that we've been in. Now, this new moon in Gemini will gently assist us in integrating whatever came up, whatever was ready to be completed and released during eclipse season. And I say gently because we need to be gentle with ourselves too as we acclimate to the post-eclipse energies. I like to think of it like when I've been out on a boat and then walking back on land again, it takes a minute to get used to being on land again after you've been on that you know, wobbly, ungrounded um, space out on the water on a boat. Now, along with feeling a little bit ungrounded right now, you also might fit a little bit foggy or fuzzy-headed. And that's because Mercury, which is the messenger planet, is the ruling planet of Gemini. And as I mentioned, Mercury is still retrograde for another few days. So just give yourself some grace and some space to allow all of these energies to move through you and let yourself get regrounded. Now, Gemini is an air sign. So you may find yourself all up in your head right now, ruminating on things, overthinking things, processing things. It's a really good time to make a list of whatever is running around in your mind. You know, that that monkey chatter that, you know, the thoughts are just like pinging around inside of your head. Making a list will calm your mind and your nervous system because you'll feel a sense of release and relief as you move the thoughts from your mind where they're free to roam and ping around wild and untamed and out onto paper. It's like you're handing them over and you could breathe a little bit easier. I like to think of it like going to the grocery store. If you go to the grocery store without a list, you are going to be wandering all over the store trying to remember, oh gosh, did I get this? What do I need for that meal? What else did I forget? Is there anything else I need? Oh, and here's something, you know, that looks really yummy and appetizing, but isn't the healthiest thing for me. You're all over the place, right? Well, it's the same thing with your thoughts that you're ruminating over, over and over again put them down on paper so that you can give your mind a break, a mental break. The sign of Gemini is represented by the twins. And I like to look at the twins. I heard this several years ago and I loved this analogy, but I like to look at the twins as representing our physical self and our spiritual self, two parts of ourselves, right? So let the two selves have a conversation, let them play, let them joke and be lighthearted and also do the deeper integrating work. 
find a place of harmony and balance between the two parts of yourself. And since Gemini, Gemini is an air sign and it's ruled by Mercury, there's a lot of opportunity to shift and enhance and deepen our communications, both with ourselves and with others. So while we are still in the reflection energies of Mercury retrograde over the next few days, I invite you to do some deep self-reflection over the next week or so. Look back at what you completed and released over the past few weeks during eclipse season. If you didn't do that over the past few weeks, do it now. It's fine. We're still in these energies. Go ahead and look at what is ready to be completed and released in your life. And then once you've done that, ask yourself this question and journal on it. What is my new story? What is my new story around whatever you completed and released? Then you want to go back through what you completed and released and see if there's a theme or a story pattern within it. It might be a belief. It might have been a thought pattern, a habit, a relationship that you completed and released. It could be anything. But whatever it is, what new story, look back at whatever story or theme might have been present in, you know, in what you completed and released. And then ask yourself, what new story are you going to write about that, that whatever it was, that belief, that pattern, that habit, whatever it was. This is such an important piece to healing work. Often mentors will tell you to just release such and such, but they miss the next step, which is to write a new story about that, that thing, that person, that event, because that's part of the completion process. And if we don't do that step, it's left incomplete. And then we keep, we continue to carry it with us, even if we've, we believe or we feel that we've released it, there's still the energetics of it that we're carrying with us. So I want to give you an example because I know this is kind of a, an esoteric concept. I'm going to use an example that I see more often than not when I work with bereaved moms. They will feel guilty. The mom will feel guilty or angry or whatever it is that over their child returning to spirit before they did. I get that because I have felt all those things and more at times. But we work through whatever that feeling and emotion is, and we get to the story that they're telling themselves about it. Because as humans, we want to make meaning out of things. And we do that through creating stories. And the story that they create usually has something to do with how they feel guilty or they blame themselves for not preventing whatever happened. Once we transmute and shift those lower level energies, then they can rewrite the story that they've been telling themselves. And sometimes the old stories are deeply embedded within them. Sometimes they're right at the surface. Either way, releasing the emotions first and transmuting them allows them to rewrite the story into one that serves them at a higher level. One example of rewriting the story might be, again, staying with the example of a bereaved mom, might be that they write a love letter to themselves. This is something I love to do with my clients. I have them write a love letter to themselves from their child. So they go into a meditation and then they write a letter to themselves from their child. So for me, it would be dear mom, blah, blah, blah. And then love Greg. It would be a letter that I'm writing to myself from Greg and he is writing through my hand. Okay. But they write a love letter to themselves from their child, letting them know how much their child loves them, how there wasn't anything the mom could have done differently, that if there was, the mom certainly would have done it. 
Or another way um, that sometimes my client will do this is the mom writes a new story about how much she loved her child and that if there was anything she could have done differently, she absolutely would have. Again, it's like closing a loop on the trauma or the experience or the loss. Now, there's a lot more to this because part of it depends on which emotions they've released and transmuted. But I just wanted to give you an example so that you could have a better understanding of how you can rewrite a story in your own life. And right now is also a wonderful time to look at or reevaluate your communication skills. This is something that I've had to work out over the past several years because after I left my marriage in 2008, I realized that I was not always communicating how and what and in the way that I intended to both to myself and others. So I'll give you a quick example of my self-talk and how I shifted it. You know how when you do something that you think is really stupid, like you drop something or you bang your foot into something, anything like that, what do we do most of the time? Well, we say something like, oh my God, what an idiot you are, or that was really stupid, right? What I started doing in situations like that is I tell myself, well, that was silly. It's about having self-compassion. And that's where we must begin with shifting our communication style. It has to start within first. From there, you can expand out to your communication with others. But until it comes naturally for yourself, there are two things you can do. First, just be a witness or an observer to how you communicate with yourself and with others. So just witness how you communicate to yourself and to other people. Just notice, don't judge, just be curious and notice. And then before you say anything, either to yourself or someone else, pause. Just like I just did, just pause. And see if your first thought, your first inclination, your first reaction is really the kindest thing you can, 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 that you can communicate and in the kindest way or not. If it isn't, either don't say anything at all or find a kinder way to express it. Just doing that can shift so much in any relationship. But again, start with your self-talk, with your relationship with yourself, and then expand out to others in your life. That alone can shift so much in your life. And this is a perfect time to do it again because of Mercury being the ruling planet of Gemini and all of the energies right now related to communication and thought processes and all those kinds of things. Something else I wanted to mention that just came to me is remember, the new moon is a time of new beginnings. It's a new cycle. And so rewriting your story is a way to begin this new season as we shift out of eclipse season and we're on the brink of summer or the summer or the winter solstice, depending on which hemisphere you're in. So as you set your new moon intentions, ask yourself, What intentions can you set that will assist you in the realm of communication and in rewriting your story? Um, Something else I wanted to mention about Gemini, I haven't really talked too much about Gemini, but Gemini, my mom was a Gemini, and and the more I've learned about Gemini, um, I see this in her so much. Gemini is very curious, it's very intelligent, and it's very logical. So this is the time to be inquisitive about your feelings around your story and use The two parts of yourself I talked about earlier, use both your intuition, which represents the spiritual part, and your logic, which represents the physical part of you when you are rewriting your story. Now, 
I do want to say, I know that many of you listening do not have children in spirit, but you can apply all of this, including the journaling question I gave you, to any trauma or loss or challenging experience that you've had in your life. But really, the main theme during this time is to slow down a little bit and let things integrate. Now, if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, I know that can be difficult because as I record this, it is Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And so people are, you know, we're on, this is like the unofficial start to summer. So people are out at the lake, the ocean, um, they're out on their boats, they're camping out, they're cooking out, they're at the pool, all these, you know, the pools everywhere have opened this weekend. Everybody wants to be out and about, which is fine, but be sure that you take time for self-reflection to slow down a little bit. When you come back in, if you have kids with you and you put them to bed, take 15 or 20 or 30 minutes for yourself to just breathe and reflect on the day and integrate the experiences you had and the joy that you may have felt. So it's kind of, it can seem kind of counterintuitive to slow down as summer is beginning, but if you will do this and if you will do that exercise that I gave you and use that journaling question, um, it will assist you as we move forward into summer. And I believe that you will be able to enjoy summer a lot more if you have let go of some of the energies that you've been carrying with you that have not really been serving you. So uh, what else did I want to share? I think that's all. I will say, if you would like help, if you would like help in releasing and transmuting some of the heavier emotions and rewriting your story, email me and we can see if the, if this would be a good time for you to have a healing session with me, a past life healing session can assist you in healing from things like patterns that seem to repeat in your life or if there's a challenging relationship in your life where you could use some insight into possible past life connections that still might be played, might still be played out. I mean, the possibilities of what can be healed through these healings are really endless. So just email me at info at lorilatimer.com and we can chat to see if this would be a good time for that for you. Um, so enjoy the lighter energies. Um, like I said, Gemini is very witty and very social. Gemini is very social. So as you go out and begin to spend time in social settings with people, allow yourself to experience the lightheartedness that Gemini brings to life and the possibilities when you rewrite your story. All right. I think that's all for this week's episode. So until next week, I am sending you all so much love light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.